This is a podcast about all things St. Pete, hosted by the one and only St. Pete is Super Cool. As always, this is Sadabe, and today I am with David, owner of Dalmoros. How are you today? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. I can't complain. The sun is shining, you know, we're talking about pasta. Yes. You know, I should have been born an Italian. <laughs> Everyone loves pasta, and that's what's one of the good things about making pasta is mm-hmm. all ages, you could always find someone who likes a dish that, you know, either their grandmother made or yep. they grew up eating some butter noodles. Mm-hmm. Pasta is pretty much a part of everyone's childhood growing up. And oh, then yeah. they expand as they get older into some more fancier dishes, but that basis is always the same. Yeah, I feel like every time like I'm cooking at our house, it's like another pasta dish I saw on like TikTok or the internet. And we eat a lot of pasta. Should probably diversify it a little bit, but. Well, that's the good thing about pasta though, is you can diversify it so much. You start with the base of the noodles and then you could really just Just, explore, even to salads. I know some people will take a cold sauce, mm -hmm. mix it all together, throw some greens in it, and you almost have, you know, a nice pasta salad for yourself. Yeah, yeah, there's so much you can do with it. So, this, like, Dalmoros was originally started in Italy, correct? Correct, yeah. Venice, Italy is the original location. Okay, and is this its first, their first location in the U.S.? Yes, so here in St. Petersburg is the first United States location. They do have a couple in Canada. Okay. Um, But yeah, outside of Canada, Venice, and here, uh, they're looking to expand into Mexico City and Barcelona as well. Yeah. So then I guess like what made them and you decide that like St. Pete is the location to open their first like U.S. Mm -hmm. spot? So really we had reached out to them because we had heard about the concept. Mm -hmm. We just really loved it. Uh, I come from an Italian family. So, you know, we've been eating pasta all our lives as well. And, you know, fast casual is kind of something that's really grown. in the food industry over the past couple years where it's you know grab and go type thing mm-hmm. you don't have to sit down with a napkin on your lap but you do want to have a nice fresh meal without all the other stuff that comes with yeah. it especially the cost uh, so we heard about this concept fast casual pasta and it really just made sense to us and uh, we had reached out to the creator in Italy and we went over and spoke with them in oh, Venice wow. so met with uh, Gabriele Del Moro who's the creator and his uh, partners and from there they kind of agreed that hey you know they liked us and they did say their number one customers in Italy are American tourists oh wow so it kind of just made sense to bring it over here and it was just uh, them trying to find a right partner and you know we kind of we had a good match with each other and in terms of st. Petersburg you know you want to have a good walking location yeah because you know it's a grab-and-go style and plus, one of our big things that pulls people in is the pasta machine in the window. Yes. So without having people with high foot traffic, they're not going to have access to seeing that machine going at all times. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to find an area that we felt comfortable with. Uh, my family has been living in the Sarasota area for over a decade now. So we're very familiar with mm-hmm. uh, down in this region of Florida. And, you know, St. Petersburg kind of just made sense. This area here, there's high foot traffic in downtown St. Pete. It's a growing market and it allowed us to kind of open up, get our feet under ourselves and have this be the test for Dalmoros in the United States. Okay, so that's pretty much why you decided to pick like the 600 block of Central's because it's high, it does have a very high foot traffic area. Mm-hmm. This is kind of where like there's a high concentration of shops and restaurants here. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like you guys are like, I see people all the time, like they'll just be like little blocks in the street there and I'll be like, okay guys, like press <laughs> up against the glass, let us walk across. Yeah, know? I mean, it's... 
If you like Killwinds, for example. Oh you my know, gosh. Uh, Killwinds is always there making the fudge in the window, or they're sitting there making caramel apples. You know, it's the same idea where people like to see their food being made and see the yeah. freshness of it as well. Yeah. You know, it, it, fresh pasta is in the name, Dalmoro's Fresh Pasta to Go. But it's one thing to hear it, it's another to actually see, see the it. freshness of the pasta being made in the window before you walk in. And now you said that your family's been here in the Sarasota area for like a decade. Yeah. So for you, like this is kind of like home. Yeah. And it was like the place you really wanted to put this location. Yeah, I mean, I had been living in Asia for the past couple of years and oh, I was wow. looking at a place to come back to the US and kind of put my roots uh, after talking with my family and us trying to say, hey, maybe this is something that we want to really do and hit it hard and commit ourselves to it. Um, you know, I looked at St. Petersburg and I said to myself, this is a place that I definitely want to be. Yeah. And it makes sense because, you know, this is a very demanding job, getting the franchise up and running, mm -hmm. making sure that that customer experience is, you know, really what we want it to be, that the food quality is there, that then when they walk in, everyone is welcoming, that really when they walk out, not only do they have full bellies from yummy mm -hmm. food, but also that great customer experience. Uh, so I'm going to be spending a lot of time at this location and I wanted to make sure that, you know, the city around it was somewhere I wanted to be and St. Petersburg has been so welcoming to us yeah. and if I'm, if I'm lucky, I'll die in St. Petersburg. <laughs> uh, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, I remember when you guys like first started like the process of opening up, it was in the middle of the pandemic really yeah. and there was that stall there where you guys, there was that bit of like hesitancy where I was thinking of like, are they gonna be able to open? Yeah, uh, we I remember we didn't, op we opened May 27th of last year, 2021, and our goal had been to open the previous October mm -hmm. and everything just kept stalling because of COVID, and everything that was happening in the world, it was difficult to be able to find the right contractors to get materials because of supply chain issues. In addition to just delays with permitting, a lot of people weren't in the office. And because of that, there's a little bit more holdup and a lot more people, uh, you know, when you're in the office, you're able to hand that paperwork back and forth a lot mm -hmm. more quickly. Working from home kind of delayed some of those things. So it's kind of just this long effect where everything kind of just added up and you know got to the point where we didn't want to rush anything we're like all right yeah. we've waited this long let's just do it right yeah if it's going to take us another month or two let's you know kind of ease our way into it make sure we have the right team in place make sure that we're trained appropriately so then that way when we do open up again we offer that great customer experience do you think that mindset is what allowed you guys to open like pretty smoothly and obviously have like a successful run from the beginning yeah i mean i think one of the biggest things is commitment you know, we're not opening this for just this one location. We're really committing ourselves to the brand. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in here each and every day working on your craft and trying to perfect it and sharpen the blade on it, you know, you're really not going to get there. So I think it was just a lot of, really a lot of effort by our team to work really hard to make sure that we had everything in place. You know, the difficulty was besides COVID and everything, Typically, the creator, Gabriele Del Moro, he comes a part of the opening. He's here for the training mm -hmm. and whatnot. But because of COVID, he also couldn't come from Italy. Oh. So it was a lot of uh, FaceTime calls and Zoom chats and WhatsApp messages, just back and forth, 
trying out stuff, how does it taste? Spin that around on the spoon. That's not thick enough. Make it more thick. Add Aww. this to it. So he really just kind of gave you lessons, like, over, like, Zoom and, like... Yeah, and I actually, I went to Italy at their location, and I did get trained there okay. um, over the course of a couple days. So it was kind of a crash course on, here's all the sauces, bring it back to the U.S. And there is a little bit difference. You know, we do try to import as much of our product from Italy as we can, mm -hmm. but then the rest of it we do source locally. Okay. So it's trying the stuff that he has there, trying to find product that matches uh, what we could find here in St. Petersburg and try okay. to blend the blend the flavors together because really what we want to do is you know what you taste over there in Venice Italy is going to be almost the same as what tasting it here, here in St. Petersburg yeah I think that's a thing a lot of like franchises try to do is yeah. no matter where you are you want it to be yeah similar. I mean that's the credibility of it that's why people you know whether you're in St. Petersburg going to a McDonald's or you're in another country going to McDonald's, mm -hmm. you know when you take that bite of that French fry, it's it, gonna, taste, it's the gonna taste the same. And that's really what their brand is. You know, same with uh, Coca-Cola, for example. You know, people like that comfort of, hey, I know what this is. Mm -hmm. And you know, they did something great there in Venice, Italy, and they have a huge following. So it only makes sense for us to follow, you know, their flavor profiles and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, they're the creators and, you know, they're, uh, you know, Gabriele is a seventh generation generation Venetian. A lot of these recipes come from his family in that region of the world. Okay. And I'm sure they're doing it pretty good. So, so we really are eating like a lot of like his family history and yeah. like all of like what it took for him to create this brand originally. Yeah. You know, I think like people forget that when you eat something that has like that much kind of like history and like time length behind yeah, it. Yeah. Is you're eating all of those triumphs and disappointments and like history <laughs> like you know it's symbolic yeah it is i mean there's been many times where i'll be talking to him on the phone and i'll like pull myself back and i'll go how did you figure this out and he's just like david <laughs> many years of mistakes did i be able to figure out that hey this is the process and you know, everything's exact cooking is like it's a science yeah and if you don't do it right especially with pasta fresh pasta you know if you were to buy the bagged pasta here it says on our sticker you know two to three minutes because really fresh pasta cooks way differently than that dried out pasta you buy at the grocery store. Okay. Grocery store pasta, you know, you'll probably be looking eight to 10 minutes depending on how thick it is. Yeah. But here you're looking at around two and a half minutes. And because of that, that's where that science kicks in where we need to be very exact on everything we do. Because if you cook the pasta over by 10, 15 seconds or less by 20 seconds, you're really gonna mess it up. And you know, really you gotta be very exact on these things and even with the sauces you want to make sure that each and every time someone comes in every time they try that cacio e pepe or that pesto uh, that's my favorite it's one. what they're used to yeah <laughs> so um then yeah like you have to and on the box too it says like you have to eat it within three minutes or it do, it's like not yeah so because the pasta is hot it comes yeah. out the sauce is hot we just had cooked the noodles right before we give it to you and it's in a box and it'll continue to cook in the box oh. so that's why we say hey try to keep the lid lid open because as soon as you close the lid it's just cooking it'll in there. keep cooking itself inside oh. so if we're doing a delivery for example we will close the box but we'll try and separate the sauce and the noodle and so we'll and we'll actually cook the noodle for less time so while it's traveling in the box to the person for the delivery 
by the time it gets to them, it's kind of right there at that perfect temperature. That's, yeah. See, like, that's what I was thinking, too, because I was noticing you deliver, and I'm thinking yeah. to myself, how does that work? Because, you know, deliver, de- one delivery driver, sometimes they take forever to get <laughs> yeah, yeah. to you. You know, and, like, that's the thing, like, you know, when I was working at Starbucks, like, you know, people would have their, we'd warm up the food for them, but by the time it gets to them, it's it's cold. And yeah, Starbucks food cold is nasty. It's honestly trial and error. And, you know, we separate the sauce from a noodle as well because it could get gummy in there. Could, the noodle could start soaking up the sauce. So by the time you get it, you just get this block of sauce noodle that's, that's gooey. Not... You don't want it. And honestly, it was just a lot of trial and error. Okay. Practicing and, okay, what if we cook it for this long? Or what if, what if we do it this way? Should we separate the sauce, put it in this container? We also have a delivery card that comes with it and says, okay, now, you can, now mix it together, throw it in the microwave for a couple of seconds, dash a little olive oil in it, and then hopefully it'll pull it all, all of itself together. And luckily to this day, you know, our Uber Eats delivery rating is 4.7, oh, which wow. is really what we that's pay attention really to. <laughs> that's one. what we really pay attention to, which tells us on the outside, okay, we got a good process. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with anything. It's getting to them the way that you know, we want it. Of course, there's going to be differences where, like you said, if there is, you know, a delivery driver picks up 10 orders at a time and your order is stop seven, you know, then you're getting yours a little bit later. And we try to talk to customers if there's any instance where they have any of those issues, but I think we've kind of dialed it in at this point. Okay. Are we going to see any, like, maybe, like, special recipes or, like, special pastas that you yourself are able to create, or do you have to really stick Mm-hmm. to the recipe that he he's created for you so in terms of flavors i would say it's pretty it's pretty set in stone you know we're not going to sit here and try to recreate the wheel because mm-hmm. he's been doing it for many years and he's perfected these sauces mm-hmm. and we want it to be like a taste of italy um the only thing that we'll do from specials is we do have a number of sauces that we'll have on special occasionally like right now we have seven standard sauces but every month we try to have one or two on special uh, in terms of noodles, you know, the recipe is always going to be the same, same ingredients, but the shape might be different. Uh, right now we have four different noodle shapes, uh, but we will be uh, adding some gnocchi, but I got to make that by hand. So that's more of a special, mm-hmm. that's more of a special fresh pasta as well. Um, and the one cool thing that we do that we've kind of brought into the mix, which Italy was very cool with and thought was a neat idea is, you know, the different colored pasta. And the first time we did that was actually for the 4th of July last year. Oh, you know, that must have been cute. I had the idea, like, hey, Gabriele, what if we threw a little bit of food coloring into the pasta machine? Let's see what it looks like. So that way we had some red, white, and blue pastas. I know for kids who came in, they wanted to get the medley of them. So mm-hmm. they get a couple noodles that are red, a couple regular colored noodles, and a couple are, are going to be blue. So that way, you know, they get this cool little pasta for Christmas. You know, we did uh, Christmas colors, red yeah. and green. Uh, we had black and orange for uh, oh, uh, Halloween. Yeah. Uh, and then for St. Patrick's Day, we had some green right. ones. And, you know, we're always trying to experiment to try to, you know, be festive and bring people in for whatever the holiday may be. Um, but in terms of recipes, it is pretty strict. And, you know, we like it like that because we don't want to be able to deviate too much from what the brand is and what we've already kind of perfected. Okay, nice. So let's talk like a little bit more like obviously like do you have any experience like opening a restaurant or in the restaurant business uh no no (laughs) so you said we're gonna open this we're gonna do it so i guess like what 
are what were the struggles for you opening a restaurant when you don't have any prior knowledge or experience to what it takes i mean there's this i mean you can know your way around a kitchen making food as much as you want but the kitchen in a restaurant especially in a fast-paced environment such as this is just a lot different and one of the biggest things it comes down to is actually process Okay. process is going to be one of the biggest things that I've been trying to pay attention to and make better. And you know, it's just this step, then that step, then that step. And if you do something a little out of order, although the end result may be the same, mm -hmm. it may just add a little bit of time and you're stumbling all over your team. Mm -hmm. So for us, the biggest challenge, I think in the beginning was trying to get that perfect process for, you know, this brand and also our space. You know, yeah, our, you have a very It's very narrow and yeah. tight. So it took us a couple weeks, a couple months, almost a year, yeah. <laughs> almost this whole first year to kind of dial it in. Uh, I mean, when we first opened, we had, you know, eight people working at a time. And now, you know, on a regular weekday, we're able to get away with three or four people just because mm -hmm. we've been able to dial in that process a lot. Okay. And then from the food standpoint, it's just learn learning the nuance of certain ingredients mm -hmm. and how if you cook something too long like for example if you're heating up one of our cheese sauces if you're not paying attention to it and all of a sudden the cheese starts to get burned and it has a different taste associated oh. with it or if we're making a carbonara on special which is a very delicate sauce because it has egg yolk in it you cook it a little too hot or a little too long and all of a sudden that egg turns into an egg oh, and, and, you you're, and you're sitting there with a scrambled egg sauce and it just does not work at all. Um, so just trying to pay attention to the finer details of each specific sauce and the ingredients associated with it. Um, some sauces are a little bit more resilient, uh, but others, you know, they are delicate and you need to really kind of pay attention to them at all times. Okay. And then you said earlier that this is a, like your whole family works here with you and runs this yeah so right, right now it's me uh my uncle my little brother and four of my cousins okay. who are working here do any of them have any restaurant experience uh i think a little bit here and there okay. but nothing where hey i was a restaurant industry yeah. person um but again it all comes down to you know that process and you know once we did enough of the training, of learning the sauces. It kind of becomes muscle memory. Mm -hmm. I know what the, ta the sauce is supposed to taste like. So even if we have another member of our team who comes on as a new employee and we teach them that sauce, I can kind of scoop in and swoop in with a spoon and take a taste of that sauce. And I know if something's a little off or if they miss something, just because right now we've just, I've eaten a lot of sauce, <laughs> a lot of homemade sauces and a lot of fresh pasta. Uh, so we've gotten really good at being able to kind of make sure that we're adhering to uh, the right combination of ingredients and the right measurements for them for each sauce. Um, but no, I, I, we, none of us really had too much restaurant experience, which you know has its positives and negatives. The positives are we didn't have any bad habits from you know a last yeah. restaurant. Oh, they did it this way. Maybe we should try to change. There's this shortcut. Yeah, exactly. But then the hard part is you know. There was little things where if we were a part of a restaurant, maybe we would have had some little mm -hmm. tricks or saw a process a little bit differently. But I will say Gabriele in Italy has helped us a lot with that and okay. said, because he has experience with this and his shop is even smaller. Oh, wow. And the amount 
of product that he's able to put out on a day-to-day -day basis is just incredible with the size of his space. So he has a lot of little tricks on stuff to do and that's really kind of helped us be a lot more efficient. Nice. It must be like really cool for you like being like Italian yourself to like kind of like learn the pasta mate like you know how to make the pasta and yeah. have like all of these recipes that you know <laughs> that like come like from Italy like it must like it must be like a cool feeling. Yeah it's I mean and making fresh pasta is a labor of love mm -hmm. you know luckily we do have these amazing machines that pump it out for us we're not making it by hand hand cranking it and cutting it but you know it is a delicate product you know you feel yeah. a piece of fresh pasta in your hand and you can just feel how malleable and squishy it is mm -hmm. because that's really what it is it's fine and if you don't treat it the right way you could really mess it up especially uh you know, a noodle like rigatoni where it's that tube shaped. If you squeeze it, it'll stick to itself and then it goes from a tube to just like a flat noodle and it ruins the structure and integrity of it. So even after you've produced it, you really have to be careful with while you're moving it around, while you're cooking it to make sure that you keep that structure of it because that's, that's what's great about the rigatoni noodle. It has that tube shape. Yeah. So you catch some sauce and toppings mm -hmm. and if you have meats in it, it'll catch it in there. So that way when you take that bite of that noodle, you have all that mix of the, the entire meal within it so you want to know something so funny the rigatoni noodle is like my least favorite noodle because it can catch too much sauce yeah. and especially with like red sauce it must be like the acidity or something i like too much sauce on the noodle like wigs me out yeah but if it's like a pesto or an alfredo i'm fine it's something about red sauce and rigatoni that catches way too much and my taste buds are like why are you trying to kill us yeah and i've realized that a lot too just interacting with all the customers that come in here how different people's taste buds are and mm -hmm. some of the affinity that people have for a specific noodle. Fettuccine, they love people People are like, I only will get fettuccine or I'll only get bagoli, which is our version of spaghetti. It's like a fat, thicker spaghetti. Or some people really love the rigatoni. And a lot of people will like our fusilli noodle because it's, you know, it's that fun cork straight, it, yeah. corkscrew shape. And a lot of little kids will come in, they'll see it, they'll go, what's that? I want that, you know, so. And that's another one where it catches the sauces in it, but won't be as much as the rigatoni. Yeah. You guys should watch, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, those cooking competitions. Um, like, there's, like, Master Chef in Hell's Kitchen. We really yeah. like those because it's Gordon Ramsay. And who yeah. doesn't like him, like, throwing plates and yelling at people? But, like, there's a lot, like, times where he will have them make whole, like, handmade pasta. Yeah. And they have to, like, you know, with their hand roll it. I yeah. just want to see, like a, like, a video of you guys. Like, it's just a clip of that. And then it's, like, you guys laughing with your really nice machine yeah. that does it all for you. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, side by side. Like, who can make yes, it the quickest? Yeah, yes, Because yeah. I imagine, like, you know, it's amazing when you can, like, really handcraft it that way. But in your setting, like, you need a high-powered machine like yeah. that. We're just pushing out too much volume you, to be able to yeah. sit there and crank it out. It would just be too much. And also, you know, you want to just make sure that you're able able to be consistent as mm -hmm. well so whether i'm making the pasta yeah. or one of my family members or one of our employees is making the pasta you know it all kind of comes out the same you can't really mess it up too much when you have like a machine that can really yeah it, it, out it has a you. die that's pushing it out to that yeah. exact shape maybe the length will be a little different depending on who's cutting it but i mean realistically you know really again we want to make sure that whether you got the cacio e pepe today or next week or two months from now mm -hmm going to be that same experience for yourself so like now like like speaking towards the community now because you're you're new you're coming up 
Yes, you'll be coming up on a year here soon, won't yeah, you? Yeah, May 27th. Yeah. It came very very fast. Very quickly. Maybe he'll come out for that one. Yeah, he should yeah. come out for that one and we'll do a whole new, like, ribbon cutting for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, what has, like, been the difficulties and, like, the joys for you in, like, opening up a restaurant in this community? Because mm. I feel like St. Pete's very, very, very hyper-local, which we all love, but as a new business that can be scary because they will let you know if they're not happy. <laughs> yeah, no, and I I guess there's two sides of that sword, which is, you know, I guess the tough side is, you know, you will get that brutal honesty, but if you don't have good constructive feedback, you're mm -hmm. never gonna get better. Yeah. And there's definitely been instances where, you know, I read the reviews a lot oh. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I've never been a review person, but you know, you have to, it's the name of the game. and. I've definitely read reviews that have shaped us to say, hey, you know, this is something that we could do better or we're being a little bit lax on this and we need to button this up a little bit, mm -hmm. which ultimately has given us a better product to what we're serving our customers today than what we may have been serving day one of last year. And then the other side is that, you know, you do feel the joy when someone says, hey, that was really good yeah. and I love it. And, you know, you're constantly getting feedback, especially when you're working the register, if someone enjoys their meal, they're walking out, you say, hey, how was it? And you can see on their face, they say, that was so good, you know? So it is nice and, you know, the community has been very welcoming and it's funny, you mentioned hyper-local. When I'm not working here, I could walk the streets and I will be walking with my girlfriend or some of my friends and I'll let, I've waited on them a bunch of times, <laughs> yeah. or, oh, that's the meal that they like to get a yeah. lot. Oh my We're all gosh. walk in and sit down somewhere, like, oh, you're the Del Moro's guy. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, hey, how are you guys doing? So, that must make you feel like, does it make you feel good? Or are you just kind of like, oh, okay. No, like, no, I'm I'm, uh, I'm not a shy person. So I just, you know, hey, what's up guys? Like, you know, and it makes, it does make me feel good because then that means I'm making, and the brand and our product and our team you know, is making an impression on them yeah. where they sit there and they recognize, hey, Del Moro's and, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully that impression was a good one and it's lasting and they want to be able to share it with, you know, their friends, their family. And a lot of people do that through, you know, word of mouth or even, you know, social media. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of people making videos and stories and reels uh, when they come in here for their social media accounts. And, you know, we love that and we love to cool. share those things because it helps us get the word out there. As someone who does that myself, I always wonder, like, are the people who are working there looking at me and like, oh, God, another one of them? Or are they kind of like, oh, yay. like Yeah, do more, do more. Yeah, like, I feel like if I was a business and, like, if they obviously weren't making an uncomfortable experience for anyone and being polite, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no. know, what are they doing now? I, I will never say no to someone who walks in and says, hey, can I take a video? No, please do it. Post it. Tag us. Yeah. Anyone who wants to do that, we welcome it any yeah. time of the day because, you know, it's free publicity for ourselves. And again, we have a fun brand. It's a fun product. Yeah. And the pasta coming out of the machine is neat. And we offer a lot of different combinations of toppings and homemade sauces. So everyone come in and kind of get what they want from a homemade pasta and, uh, yeah, fresh pasta and homemade sauce standpoint. So they re really get to make that pasta box their own. Yeah. Um, and we love that and we love when people have you know that fun with it and they share it with their friends nice. and they show this is what I got oh what did you get they're pulling the fork out and the yeah. cheese is coming off of it nah post away we love it yeah post it yeah I wanted to go back to reviews just a little bit because I've always like wondered from like a business standpoint and a business owner like 
obviously you guys love good reviews you're like keep them coming but when it comes to like a bad review that like you're like okay if the person had just spoken to me or i was aware i could have remedied it right then and there Mm -hmm. like what do you think of those reviews and what do you wish like those people who write those reviews would in a sense like know before they they just kind of jump to that stage so I tried to respond to, on, on Google reviews, for example, I tried to respond to every single review, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad. And, you know, if it is a bad review, I will say something of the sort where, hey, if you were having a bad experience or you wanted more of this topping, or even if that sauce wasn't for you, because as you just talked about earlier, you know, the acidity of a red sauce made us, it just doesn't mesh well with your taste buds at times. And we get that, and not every sauce is for everyone. I'll be the first to say, I'm not a fan of every single combination that we have, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna take it off the menu, Mm -hmm. because I know that other people, they really do like that. And if someone were to come in here and you know, it's their first time and they have all these options and they pick that one, and if it's something that they don't like, I would be happy to give them a different option. But you know, it's not their responsibility to necessarily come up to me and speak up, and I get that. Mm-hmm. And if we're busy, they don't wanna you know, bombard us with things. So really what I try to do is let them know through that review that, hey, next time you're in here, I'd even want to offer you a complimentary meal and maybe g- even give you a couple different options. So then mm-hmm. that way, maybe we could find something that is better for what your taste buds dictate. And then hopefully the next time that you come, maybe that's your that's your go-to order. That's your new favorite. And yeah. you know, I'm hoping that you know that first experience isn't something that's going to sit in your mind, and you know that's just how Dalmoros is. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we have different options, and hopefully we can find something that you know you really like. Um, so I'll always sit there and try to respond to a customer and say, hey, if you if you want to speak up, we'll never be like, no, that's what you ordered. Like yeah. this is it, you know. Again, all we want to do is have people have a good customer experience. Um, you know, this is what we bank on. This is our livelihood. So if we don't give a good customer experience, we're not going to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. So when people walk out of here happy and they have a good experience, they're going to tell people about it. You yeah. know? Even if they're not giving a review or if they're not making a post, they'll be telling their friends. And if mm-hmm. we get even one more customer, you know, that's one customer that we didn't have yesterday. So. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone like that you've responded to like on a like bad review like come in and take you up on your offer of Yeah. Nice. Yeah, actually I have. Cool. And uh that's always really rewarding as well cuz you know I'll even try to if I'm here I'll try to talk with them, speak with them about the brand, speak with them about the product, how we make everything. And I think when you have that more personalization yep. with someone, they really get a feel for how much, you know, work and effort and uh dedication we have to what we do here. So then they're a little bit more appreciative of, hey, what is this box? Because, I mean, it comes in a box, so you kind of, like, lose that. It's homemade. It's fresh. Yeah. Um, And then I'll walk them through the different sauces and ask them what are things that they typically like when they eat Italian food or have fresh pasta and try to find something that might work best for them. I think that's, like, such an important thing for, like, restaurant owners and even managers to understand is like if you have a really great team behind you that's like representing the way you handle your business um behind the scenes that's great but i think for like consumers seeing the manager there active and being able to like look at their like the basically like oh that's the owner that's the, i know that's the manager yeah is really really important yeah yeah i mean you want to have someone 
at any shift who's kind of being you know the leader and you know the team feels a lot of energy by whoever that leader is yep. of the shift so you want to be able to carry yourself in a positive way and also lead by example because yep. for example like if i'm not here that day but there's a similar interaction with a customer that they saw me have a couple days prior at least now they know that hey this is the way that we should kind of be going about our business mm -hmm. when we're encountered with a similar situation yeah so you always want to lead with example carry yourself in a positive way so then that way the customer feels it your team feels it and it kind mm -hmm. of just bleeds through at each angle so how like i guess how is that for you is like in a sense like you like you are the franchisee owner yeah so but like you have your family working with you so like that must be an interesting dynamic because in a sense they probably do answer to you it's a mixed bag i mean i even answer to them at times because i i'm also not here all the time as mm -hmm. well so as i just said maybe there is a situation that comes up that i haven't experienced mm -hmm. yet but they have yeah so then i'm going to take the opportunity to ask them how they handle it mm -hmm. what was the response to that you know maybe that's how i'm going to handle that situation if it comes back up but it's all about communication and i think what works for us is you know we all lead by example and i think even though it is a family business and obviously you know there's different personalities that come in with that we're all working towards the same goal and i think as long as we stay positive and everyone has their own voice and gets to offer their opinion then everything is going to work smoothly nice do you think working with your family is like easier or do you think it's harder uh i think it's easier but that's also because i really like my family <laughs> <laughs> i think we're all really cool people and we we're all really close um we all grew up together in pennsylvania we all have similar backgrounds uh we all spend holidays together growing up so i mean all of my cousins are almost like my siblings as well uh, i've known them obviously my whole life and their whole lives so there's really no weirdness to it where it's that like extended family member that you kind of see sometimes yeah. and now they're here and you need the help it's like no, this is my true, true close family, close-knit family. Yeah. And we all really click together when we're working too. And that's also some of the most fun times. Yeah, I like love, like that's kind of like, for like me, like I went from like working like with a team and like running a team and everything to like, it's just me and my partner. Yeah. And I like sometimes miss like, run, like running a team and going through those day-to-day -day activities together. Um, that is something that I miss a little bit because right now I'm just managing myself and I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I'm not very good at managing myself. Um, really good at managing others, but not myself. Um, so like, what do you want to be for the community and like, what are your goals for the rest of your time here on Central Ave? So I will say when we opened and even just getting to right now, I really had to concentrate and us, all of our team, we had to concentrate what happened within our four walls. Mm -hmm. You know, we wanted to make sure that, again, we're giving that great customer experience, making good quality food. And from there, we didn't really have a chance to branch out into the community because mm -hmm. we just needed to make sure what we were doing in here yeah, was yeah. working and we we're getting set up appropriately. So from there, we finally have a good process in place, a really good team that we've hired outside of even my family that kind of knows the process, can run the show, if if we can't be here for any reason. So I feel very comfortable with that where none of us has to be here at all times mm -hmm. of the day. So now we have the opportunity to look outside of these four walls and say, hey, what can we do from a community standpoint 
to grow the brand, uh, to become a you know a figure in the community that helps out with things, or is you know just an icon of a regular business. One of the things that obviously we do is you know we employ people who live here in St. Petersburg, and that's the quickest and easiest thing we're always going to do. But you know what we also want to do is be able to sponsor events. Okay, cool. Um, so as new things pop up, and I have the opportunity to step outside of here. Look at different events that we could sponsor or be a part of. If there's an opportunity for us to sell pasta at different uh, fairs or uh, if there's like the farmer's markets or whatnot or the Saturday market. Yeah, that's, yeah. We would love the opportunity to do that. Or if we, you know, cater little events or give back to the community, you know, we'd always love to be able to volunteer with stuff like that. But again, we haven't really had a chance to do that yet just yeah. because we've kind of just been in here making sure that everything works the right yeah. way so now going on year two this is year one so going on year two that's one of our big focuses is to really branch out and okay. to uh be a bigger part of the community i think like because there's a few like italian restaurants like here like there's you guys and then a little bit more down the way there's italy bodega but i it's spelled two t's i could be pronouncing that so wrong love you guys i'm sorry um but they also too like do a lot of like the fresh pasta kind of thing mm -hmm. and i could totally see like pasta competitions or like <laughs> pasta making classes something, yeah. something along those lines like something that are fun yeah one thing we would love to do and i've been playing with this idea for a while i don't know when or how we would do it but if we can make the world's longest noodle or something so cool. and we could have the noodle just constantly coming from the pasta machine we just brought it all the way to the end of the pier or something i don't even know if that's long enough to be the world's longest noodle i haven't looked it up but yeah that would be a fun thing to do where we could get anyone in the community who was involved and uh, have some charities that we could be able to donate to yeah. based on how long we could get the noodle without it breaking i think that would be something fun that we could do in the future but again it's just one of those things that's a little bit in the future that we want to be able to do and pull people in um yeah just kind of thinking outside the box there they're coming st pete they're coming yeah. um i would like really love if the great american teaching too would like i don't know if they're ever really going to be doing that again mm -hmm. but i think it's such a good opportunity for like the businesses of st pete to like take that time to go into some of these classrooms of these kids and like talk to them about like you know i make pasta all day long i paint on walls all day long yeah, yeah. you know like I, I sew all day long and, and show these kids that there's kind of, I don't want to say there's more than what they're just being taught in school, mm -hmm. but like there's more out there than just like these, these jobs that we well, know. Well, yeah, what people you know? would define as, I guess, the traditional career paths. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, and we want to be able to, uh, you know, expose people to what we do here. And, you know, for example, the little kids that you just had spoken about, they come in here and they see the pasta being made. And it's really fun and they mm -hmm. put their hands and their face to the window and they're looking at it. we're pulling it out waving it to them yeah and i mean also in the future in that same breath regarding classes we do want to be able to do like pasta making classes in the future mm -hmm. um or homemade sauce making classes but oh that would be a fun one too homemade sauces yeah just have like a nice little fun night even partner with some of the groups who do the painting classes would be like a painting and fresh pasta night so in that way you're, you know, you're, you're drawing in addition to you're making some food, you're eating the food and yeah. it's just like a fun little night well, that you even have. like a wine and pasta making night. I don't know how safe that is drinking while <laughs> you're on a hot stove, like cooking, but you know, mothers do it. 
all the time. I've seen, I've seen my mom do it. Yeah. You know, she's drinking her little glass of wine. She's cooking dinner, you know. I think that's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah, my mom did that a lot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sorry, mom. Shouting out here. Um, all right. Last question for you, and I'm sure the one that the community is dying to know, is what is your favorite thing on the menu? Ooh. Um... One thing I'll throw out really quick is our homemade tiramisu is really good. So if you haven't tried it, come check it out. That's really tasty. But from a homemade sauce and fresh pasta standpoint, my go-to is typically the fusilli noodle. Okay. So, and then I'll go with, I'll mix the napolitana and the cacio e pepe. So the napolitana is our uh, tomato sauce and the cacio e pepe is a white cheese sauce. I'll mix them together, kind of makes like a vodka sauce. Mm -hmm. In Italy, they call it the Mama Rosa. Hmm. And I'll mix those together. I'll, I'll hit it with mozzarella cheese, the Parmesan cheese. And uh, I like to add a little bit of bacon to it for the smokiness. Okay. And it pulls it all together. It's really tasty. And we recently added sun-dried tomatoes to our toppings list. And I throw a little bit of those on the top with uh, the chili flakes and garlic powder. And okay. We tried that's my go-to. We tried the sauce combination the last time yeah. we were here. That's a, that's a pretty good combination. Yeah. Even I was like, oh, I might get that next time. But we'll have to try it with all of your little Yeah, yeah. Little I, I like to flare it up. I mean, one thing I will say is, hey, mozzarella cheese is really good on most yeah. things. So yeah. I always suggest getting the mozzarella on any of the sauces. Um, but I will say a low-key one of my favorites is the Aglio Olio Pepperoncino, which is just the olive oil, chili flakes, and garlic powder. Cause you can really taste the freshness of the pasta it's not overwhelmed by you know some sick thick sauce on it mm -hmm. kind of get the feelings of you know like a buttered noodle from when you're growing up as okay. a kid so it's kind of our version of uh it's the italian version of a buttered noodle but it's really tasty the smells are amazing because you get mm -hmm. the olive oil and the garlic coming off the hot pasta it's delicious i'm gonna have to try that that sounds pretty good it's really good yeah yeah Thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. I know it's a lot to do uh, running a restaurant. Hopefully this was a nice little break for you. No, it was great. I, I love the opportunity to kind of speak to the community. Um, and yeah, anytime you guys want to talk to us again, we'd be happy to do that. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening, St. Pete. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. For some fun behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning St. Pete. We hope you all have a sunny day and remember to always stay super cool.